and it was pretty horrific. I probably should have started with the wetsuit, but um, good way to start the day, wakes you up. Hello and welcome back to another episode of uh, Tom Sits Into Conversation With. Uh, this week on the podcast I have Megan. Uh, I am currently on a little dog walk uh, with my fiance Joy and uh, my dog Mocha. This is the last episode of the current season of the podcast. Um, it's a little four part uh, that was sponsored by one of the gang. And here is a little word about our sponsor for this episode. This episode is sponsored by one of the gang. Obsessed with crafts, inspired by fashion and powered by makers. Selling DIY kits, premium sustainable yarn. Whether you're a novice knitter or a maverick maker, One of the Gang have got a project for you. Head on over to oneofthegang.com for more information and stick around to the end of the episode to get 20% discount. Thank you very much, One of the Gang, for sponsoring and back to the episode. Uh, thank you very much, One of the Gang, for sponsoring this episode. Uh, there'll be a little bit more information at the end of the episode where you'll find a 20% discount code. So make sure you watch until the end. Also, if you can make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, all of that cool stuff, um, it really helps uh, the podcast grow. Um, I think it, it fairly recently rained just before we went on the walk and uh, there's quite a lot of drops dripping down, which is great. I don't think it's raining now, but it feels like it is. Yeah, so Megan is someone who I've kind of wanted to chat to for a little while. Uh, she's a very talented uh, kind of knitter and crocheter uh, here in the UK. And um, she's been able to turn this hobby of crafting into her actual full-time work, which is kind of the dream for a lot of us, which is really cool. And it was really interesting getting to know her story and like her process as well. In the episode, we talk a little bit about uh, a market that I was meant to do, uh, which actually got cancelled because we had a massive uh, heat wave in the UK. I am going to be at a market at Stonely Park. Uh, it's like a dog show and uh, I think it's going to be really fun. Uh, I've got one of my friends from work to give me a hand. So if you're listening to this and uh, you want to go to a dog show, it's on the bank holiday Sunday. Um, I'll have links into the description so you can come and get tickets. I think they're like £10, park it's free, um, and there's going to be loads of cool things for you to do with your dog. Uh, quite family friendly as well, I think. I think kids might be free, but you'll have to double check on the website. But yeah, if you're free on the, the Sunday this comes out, then uh, come and say hi. It'd be really cool. Um, I will be back at the end of the episode with a little bit more chat um, about today's sponsor. Um, and uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, and I'll step into the conversation and get to know Megan. Um, I love it too much to leave. I started knitting in lockdown, um, in the first lockdown, and I am now doing it full time, which is really cool, really fun. Um, yeah, I've been doing that for like three months. Um, before that, I was working in a pub. Um, and before that, I was studying photography at University of Brighton. Um, I graduated a year ago. So yeah, I've been out of uni for a year. And um, yeah, just full time knitting now, which is That's my dream. <laughs> awesome that you can like kind of make it full time. So how Thank what does you. that in, entail? Because I think for a lot of us knitters and crafters that that is kind of the dream of becoming a full-time crafter yeah um it's a lot of hard work I I do find it hard to kind of find the like line between hobby and job now that I'm doing it as like a full-time job so I do try to be more boundaried with like setting myself work hours um I also have been really enjoying writing patterns recently um so I've been focusing quite quite a lot on writing patterns um doing pattern tests and stuff because I find that that's quite a good 
that can be quite a good income as well as taking commissions mm-hmm. um at the moment that's maybe like half of my income um which is nice because once you've done the initial work of writing the pattern having it tested etc um it's just money coming in each week so yeah i that think yeah yeah that's been a really good way of like topping up my income basically yeah it's a little bit more consistent as well like if you're to like go on yeah. holiday or yeah have a little bit of time off or you have other projects then it's something that's like like a passive income I hate that term but yeah it is something that's kind of like just there that people can can do so can you tell yeah, me a bit exactly. about your like uh, your writing process um I'm very uh, I don't think I go about it in like a super consistent way like it kind of changes with each pattern um I personally don't write my patterns in um like the the classic knitting or crochet uh terms like I kind of write it as you know English sentences just Mm -hmm. because when I buy a pattern I find it easier to follow if it's kind of written in paragraphs rather than like all the abbreviations I find that a bit overwhelming um so I kind of just I my my favorite kind of pattern to write is like a customizable pattern in terms of I don't write specific sizes it's made to measure so like literally anyone and everyone can enjoy it um and I prefer that because like you know I could write a size 12 but two different people that are size 12 could have very different bodies so I find it can be I I just find it an easier way of writing um for different sizes so yeah usually a pattern takes me maybe like a week to write on and off wow Um, so is that like you just kind of like creating a pattern in your head and writing it up or are you are you knitting it up as well and then like does it take you a week to like knit up a pattern and write it at the same time um so I'll usually knit or crochet it first Mm um I often don't like make something with the intention of like oh I'm going to write a pattern for this but like yeah I might make something be like oh I could actually quite easily translate this into a pattern so usually I'll make like one or two different sizes of something Mm -hmm. and work out if it is something that can be like um sized up or down and then and then sit down and write a pattern but That's really I mean cool. yeah it's very inconsistent I definitely don't have like a a formula of how I write my patterns it kind of changes with each one <laughs> yeah I guess I mean that might just be your writing style but I think I guess yeah I, th- I think it's really important nowadays I think there's a lot more like designers and stuff that are trying to make everything a bit more size inclusive which is one of the reasons of why I I struggle kind of getting my head around trying to write a pattern because yeah I mean I don't really know what I'm doing for starters and then <laughs> trying to like do the maths I don't know I think it like just blows my brain a bit too much so um it is it's hard I mean you say so you knit right I do yeah I do yeah. find knitting pattern I mean I've only writ- written one knitting pattern and um, the rest are crochet because I find knitting I mean there's obviously maths involved with crochet as well but I find with knitting it's it's so mathematical and it can be really hard to like yeah grade it up or down for different sizes so yeah, yeah. yeah. so do you, no. do you predominantly crochet or do you are you a bit of a both or um I do both but in terms of pattern writing I mainly do crochet um but I kind of go through phases of like I'll have a few weeks of preparing knitting and don't do so much crochet and then I'll get bored of that and like crochet for a few weeks but um yeah no I love both equally just depends what kind of mood I'm in I mean that's crochet cool. works up a lot quicker so yeah I mean that's, that's kind of cool that nice. you've got the freedom to like switch between the two like I've yeah. tried crochet and it just 
I think if I had someone showing me, I might pick it up a bit better. But for yeah. now, like I just I, again as well because I'm just like knitting like myself really. Yeah. So it's kind of like just in the evening or in the morning before I go to work and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they are like surprisingly different. Like I, I think I struggled to pick up crochet. It, it, it definitely didn't like come super easily to me. But yeah. um, I think yeah, as as a not knitter or crochet crochet, they probably look quite similar, but they're surprisingly very different. Oh, they are quite technically quite different. I yeah, mean, I, <laughs> I love watching people crochet, and there's like some people who could just like look off into the distance or whatever yeah. and they're just like bah, 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 bah. and it's like how on earth do you do that like I can understand with knitting because you're like they they clink but the fact that they yeah. can like just I don't understand like how people can <laughs> crochet so fast like when I've had a go I'm like concentrating so hard <laughs> so have you only just started like knitting and crocheting during lockdown or did you so, did you learn before that yeah so my mom taught me to knit when I was seven um, and I got really into it yeah when I was quite young I used to knit a lot of like toys um, and then when I was like in my early teens I stopped because I didn't think it was very cool <laughs> um, and then the Christmas before the first lockdown I didn't have much money because I was a student so I was like I'll just knit my family's uh, my family members socks for Christmas <clears throat> so I did that and got really back into knitting um, and then yeah when we went into the first lockdown I I taught myself to crochet from YouTube. Yeah. Um, my my granny used to crochet, but and I, I always thought it looked really cool, but she never taught me. So um, yeah, I just I learned through YouTube for that. That's really cool. Yeah. So, and that, and now you were able to like just turn it into a, a full time job as well. So are you? Yeah. Where are you? So you're living in Brighton, which is like one of our favorite places to visit. Uh, oh nice. Yeah, like uh, we try and go down at least once a year. Oh, no. Like okay. it's just coffee scene, the food scene, yeah, the weather, yeah. the whole yeah. <laughs> the whole vibe. Like if it wasn't so expensive to live down there, I think we would both like we would want to move. Yeah. Um, Cuz everything's like dog friendly pretty much as well and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a really great city. I I have tried to move out um once and I I came back. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine. Yeah, if you living there it's yeah I don't think you would really want to move away too much no it's great nice being by the sea as well yeah that I think that's that's it like when we've both stayed there and then we kind of like we walk into the city center and then you've just got the kind of lanes and you can just see the sea as you're walking down or just walking along the like seaside it's just yeah so nice yeah no it's lovely yeah nice uh so what was the kind of first project that you did with like something with one of the gang um so the first wool I ever bought from them was the crazy sexy wool um and I got it in shade emerald green which is my favorite green it's a really nice like bright kind of jewelry color and I made a like round neck uh just plain jumper and it's actually probably one of my most worn knits like it's the warmest thing ever and in winter like I don't even have to wear a coat over it because it's so warm yeah um, but yeah that definitely made me fall in love with their with their wool for sure that's awesome yeah I think the crazy sexy wool was like the first yarn that I got from them as well okay yeah because I think when I started learning I kind of learned from YouTube um my mum's told me that she 
taught me a little bit when I was younger but I don't have any memories of that at all (laughs) so I kind of like properly like picked it up um like a few years before lockdown and I think I watched like videos from one of the gang because their videos are like nice and simple and um like I wanted to use like a big chunky one because I thought that would be a lot easier yeah yeah and uh yeah you still use their crazy sexy one still use it quite a bit um yeah like yeah i think i've tried some of the other yarns i've tried the Apuccino merino okay um but crazy sexy ball is like the first one i got and it's like my favorite yeah i think it's their most like famous yeah that's kind of like yeah i feel like that was one of the ones that was like probably because it's in a lot of the videos as well like that's yeah probably one of the most iconic yarns that they have yeah yeah but the range has definitely got like massive in the past couple of years of like what they're doing now yeah yeah it's amazing um what other kind of yarns and stuff do you you like to use um I do love cotton that's probably my favorite I find it's quite versatile and like when I crochet I like to crochet like bags and hats um which cotton is really good for because it's quite sturdy um it's a bit more durable isn't it so yeah yeah yeah. and it's nice to work with um I do yeah I mean I like I said, ironically, I'm vegan, but I do kind of like any, any animal fiber, like I love mohair. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. it depends on the company. I think if they're personally, I think if they're kind of being a bit more ethical about how they get the yarn and stuff or how, how they get the yeah. fibers, yeah. then but I can understand some people not wanting to use certain products, but I mean, they have such a range that, like, like the kind of cotton, the shiny, happy cotton, and yeah. I think they, uh, yeah, they have like a lot of like non, kind of animal, animal based, based as well. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah, I really like their um, raffia yarn as well. That's really mm. nice to make bags with. Yeah, I think I've got a my my partner bought me like a like a selection bag with a few patterns and a few different samples of yarn, but oh, nice. I haven't really had much of a go with them yet because I think okay. some of them you need like two reels. <laughs> so I haven't, yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't started it. Otherwise I'll just have like half a hat or something, whatever I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. the kit is. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what what else? Do you have any other hobbies than kind of knitting? Do you, or um, because it's kind of like your full-time thing, is it? Yeah. Um, oh God. I mean, I don't know if it's a hobby, but I have started sea swimming in the mornings. Oh, that's um, cool. Because I live, I literally live like a 30 second walk from the beach, which, which is really nice. And yeah, I mean, I've got a bit lax with it recently, but for a few weeks I was going in every morning at like half seven, which is really nice. Wow. Nice. Are you wearing a wetsuit or are you like? No, I started just straight in with my swimming costume. I think I, I started it like at the end of March and it was pretty horrific. Yeah, I, I can imagine. I started with a wetsuit, but um, good way to start the day. Wakes yeah. Up. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you just like kind of swim along the coast or like how, how long does the swim for? Oh, not long. I mean, I'm not the, the strongest swimmer. I kind of okay. just like doggy paddle out yeah. a little bit. <laughs> just kind of dunk in and then kind of get back out almost. Yeah, yeah. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. perks of living by the, the coast. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. But yeah, nice. um, other than that, I can't really... I, I mean, I binge watch a lot of like shitty reality be reality tv i don't know if that's yeah. a hobby but 
Well, I guess uh, do, you, do you kind of like watch or listen to stuff while while you're working, like while you're creating? Kind of yeah. What, oh what my kind god. Of, yeah. What kind of stuff do you do you prefer watching or listening? Um, I try to listen, but I I definitely prefer watching. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a lot of reality TV. Obsessed with Come Dine with Me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Come Dine with classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, did just binge watch the um the new season of the Kardashians which I was I haven't I haven't started with that <laughs> I, I was ashamed of myself for doing it but <laughs> it's <laughs> one of those kind of like shows that like I don't know if you if you enjoy it then then go for it <laughs> yeah I just kind of when I'm when I'm knitting or crocheting because I'm like I can't super concentrate on like like uh, yeah difficult storylines or anything I enjoy kind of just putting on something that I can zone out a bit too um, yeah yeah, if you concentrate yeah. and you don't want to have like a really complicated plot because you can yeah. miss out what I was going on. Yeah, I definitely feel like I lose brain cells though while watching these programs. <laughs> <laughs> do you kind of listen to like other podcasts or do you, do you listen to music or anything while you're kind of cre- creating? Or yeah, I do. I do try and listen to um, music and podcasts or like audio books as well, just mm-hmm. to cut down the amount of stuff I watch. Um, yeah, I've been listening to a good podcast about um, it's this these two friends and they just analyze like nineties and noughties uh, kind of like iconic films like Clueless and stuff. Nice. Which I've been enjoying. <laughs> um, and then yeah, try and listen to audiobooks as well. But I've just got I mean, even though I'm like knitting or crocheting while I'm doing, I just have such a short attention span. So like mm-hmm. I do find watching stuff just like keeps me entertained a bit longer, which yeah. isn't great, but well, I mean, you are working and you are creating, so yeah. I think it's you can kind of let yourself off there. <laughs> Semi-justified. <laughs> yeah. So what's your kind of, like, working schedule like? Have you put a schedule in or do you just kind of, like, yeah, how, how do you, how have you kind of worked that out? Um, I try to, so my boyfriend, um, I, I live with my boyfriend and he leaves the house at, like, 10 in the mornings and gets back at, like, half six so I try to just like work within those hours mm-hmm. um try to do like Monday to Friday but to be honest like being self-employed means that like if I've got a friend coming down on a Wednesday or something I'll go do that so I'm not I'm not super strict with like what days I work but yeah. I do try and like uh cut off in the evenings from half six ish um I also try to do the same with Instagram not reply to like messages on my business instagram past yeah half six seven just because i feel like i need to like shut off at some point yeah Um, that makes sense yeah so i mean i i say this it's not it's definitely not like i haven't super put it into practice yet i do need to get better but i think i'll just come with time it's still quite new so yeah i guess if you're at the kind of beginning stages of like starting your own business which is essentially what you're doing then it's it's hard not to be all in all the time yeah. I mean, the fact that you've got, like, I think the fact that your partner is able to go off to work and then come back, that, I guess that would help having that yeah. little separation, like, yeah. you're back this time for for us. Chilling, yeah. Yeah. Are you able yeah. to have, like, are you able to kind of just knit for yourself or does it kind of, like, has it changed your, well, sorry, not just knitting, but crochet, but has it kind of changed your, like, I've picked up a project and, and then do you start thinking about, just enjoying it or does it like turn into work no not at all I'm like 
I mean, even though I've been doing it pretty solidly for two years now, just over two years, I still like get so much enjoyment from it. I don't, I think that's, that's one of the reasons that it's been kind of hard to like, um, put boundaries in place because Mm -hmm. I enjoy it it, uh, because I enjoy doing it so much. It's, um, it's not really felt like work, which is really nice. So I, I definitely still get a lot of enjoyment from it and yeah, definitely make myself way too much stuff. Um, (laughs) yeah no I do still do a lot of personal knitting and crocheting that's cool but, um but yeah I don't think to be honest I don't feel like I'll ever get bored of doing it like I just I love it <laughs> that's cool that's good to hear that yeah you still enjoy it and I know you were kind of at the beginning stages but I think the beginning stages are probably like the most stressful yeah 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 no there's a lot of stress that goes along with it as well but yeah the actual making side of it is lovely do you just kind of like do stuff on like do you sell it online through like Etsy and stuff or do you do any markets in real life kind of selling as well um I haven't yet at the moment I just sell I take commissions through Instagram um and I've been saying this for ages but I'm trying to build myself a website um but I'm a bit of a technophobe so it's taking a while (laughs) but no I haven't done any markets yet I I really want to it's never something that um yeah, I've I've had a few opportunities in the last few years, but I've never had enough like stock ready to go. Yeah. Um, but I think this year, maybe like around Christmas, I'm gonna try do some. Um yeah, because I've actually got a good amount of stock now. That'd be really cool. But yeah. Yeah, I quite like doing markets because I I really like the interaction because I work in hospitality. Yeah. So okay. I I kind of pref- like I like having that interaction and talking to people. Yeah. Um I'm booked on for one this Saturday um but I've I've got to work unfortunately so my partner's going to be doing it so it's going to be fun like I've been crafting a lot of stuff like so much lately to try and get stock ready but it's kind of like frustrating that I can't be there and talk to people yeah oh that's a shame hopefully hopefully like some people like message out on Instagram and stuff and I'm sure yeah hopefully I think it's it's always nice for, for people to be actually uh, for people to be able to like feel it as well mm-hmm. yeah because um, there's only so much that you can um tell from a photo but I think to actually be able to like pick, up, pick it up and feel it is is really nice so yeah I think, I think market's so too. a good way of doing yeah of, of selling yeah it is uh cool is there any kind of shout outs or anything that you want to do um as well so my instagram and tiktok are megan faith makes um as is my etsy where i sell patterns I've got a new pattern coming out this Thursday, um, which is a kind of two-piece crocheted 60s-inspired skirt and top set. Wow, that was wordy. Um, yeah, I think those are kind of all my channels at the moment. Hopefully a website is coming soon. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> if you were uh, a wool on the gang yarn, uh, what would you be and why? So I chose the shiny happy cotton because... I'm happy and vegan. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much, everyone, for watching uh, this episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you very much for Megan for uh, talking to me. It was really uh, awesome getting to know you. And uh, I hope that you've all enjoyed. Um, thank you again for one of the gang for sponsoring this episode. Here is a little bit more about the sponsor. Thank you again, One the Gang, for sponsoring this episode. Join the Makers Revolution and get 20% off with my code NITSIPS20. 20% off excluding the usual kits, bundles, and gift cards. 
This code applies to new customers and existing customers already. For full terms and conditions, go and check out the description down below. Thank you again for One of the Gang for sponsoring this episode. Uh, please remember to like, subscribe, uh, follow and all of that cool stuff. Uh, it really helps. Um, if you're listening to the, these podcasts then uh, and you want to see a little bit more, go and check out my YouTube uh, because I have clips and the full length videos as well. Um, it's been really fun doing these podcast episodes again, uh, getting to know people and chatting to people as well. Um, and it's kind of sparked uh, me wanting to get to know more people and kind of getting back in touch with some of the people I had in previous episodes. So I'm currently in contact with some of the people who have been on the podcast before. Um, I've already recorded two episodes which will come out sometime in the next few weeks. Um, so make sure you follow on my Instagram or YouTube uh, if you want to see updates about that. Um, but I've had two really good conversations with previous guests. Uh, it's really nice to have a, a good catch up because it's been over a year since we did the podcast uh, for the first season. So again, I hope that you've all enjoyed this season of the podcast and if you this is if this was your first one then please go check out uh, the rest of the episodes i have uh, season one two and this is the end of season three you can watch it on youtube instagram and then i've also got the full audio versions on apple podcasts and spotify and acast as well so uh make sure you go and check out all my guests as well that i've had on the podcast and uh i will see you again soon i've got some video ideas that I'm looking forward to filming and getting out there and looking forward to doing the next season of the podcast. Thank you very much, everyone, and stay crafty. Mm -hmm.